0: You're listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast.
1: This is Paul Hawksby and Charlie Baker. Yes, Charlie was back today after his enforced quarantine. His 10 days are up. There we are. You should see him now. He's ripped. He's been on the <laughs> been on the ball worker for 2 weeks. <laughs> Just constant press-ups, Paul. Charlie at last. I couldn't believe it. He's doing the old pecs are moving on their own. Uh, anyway, we had a chat with Chris Skull, who does the Quickly Kevin podcast, yeah. 90s football podcast. He's got a new book out yeah. on yeah. 90s football. He was on good form, a bit of nostalgia. Uh, um, what else? To, oh yeah, it was the World Pie Eating Championships. Why well, it wasn't it's off, unfortunately it's it's off. off? That's the bad news. Uh, we were talked pies off. Pies are off, and we had a bit of a conversation. We imagined um, Eve from Headspace <laughs> as a frontline Premier League manager yeah, um, some of your amongst others. And, and there were some nice ideas coming in from the listeners. Oh, uh, that's yeah. Lovely stuff. The stars in will, unlikely. Will places. the Cow Eleven get in, Paul? Or well, I, I think, think so. it'll have to, won't it? <laughs> Against my better judgment. <laughs> anyway, here it all is. <laughs> Good afternoon, everyone. Good afternoon, Charlie. Welcome back. Thank you, Paul. Thank you, Paul. I've watched what can be described as too many Christmas films. Really? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I was going to ask you that first off. Charlie, if you've not been able to listen at the weekend with Charlie and Max on the warm-up, you won't know that Charlie... Uh, has been uh, in isolation. He, mm. he had um, he had the virus yep. and he's you're through your 10 days. Here you are. Here I am. Luckily, my whole family had the virus and we're right. all through it. So we Was didn't, everybody we, okay? We didn't have to quarantine from each other, right. which, you know, at times with a teenage son, you do think this is probably quite a good thing, to be honest. <laughs> Although we, he did come out of his 10 days of quarantine and then immediately... Just still sat in his room and played the Xbox. So so, no, no, nothing different. No, nothing different <laughs> no, to him. You're basically living the life of a teenage and boy. Symptoms-wise, you're all okay. Yeah. where you symptoms all fine? It, 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 it's not very nice, Paul. No, you, of course. You it. don't feel very the, the version we had. Very, very. I feel very, very lucky. You know, yeah. The vaccine did its job. You know, the science did its job. So. Uh, I'm absolutely fine, Paul. you I, I, I get a little bit tired about six o'clock at night. But well, at least, most, at least it's Christmas, not past isn't it? three. That'd be quite useful. The, cr- these Christmas films, though, Paul... Have you, you just, watched a lot uh, of them? Oh, too many. And it's the Channel 5 ones in the afternoon. Oh, yeah, yeah, Which I know yeah. people like. It's kind always of hallmark, like, you know... The hallmark films. Janet, She's called Janet Christmas yeah. or something, you know. And she she works at in the city at the anti-Christmas bank company. Oh, you know, uh, okay. yeah, yeah. She gets left in a will the Christmas Inn somewhere right. she turns up and there's John Santa behind the bar good looking you know, good looking guy late 40s simple guy Paul loves yeah. Christmas he loves the Christmas quite Inn quite a lot of parts that Ted Dancer would have turned down <laughs> yeah, exactly. about 20 years ago you're going down the list about 40 times and that's yeah. the thing you notice in Ted films. said no well he always does so. I don't know why he even bothered ringing him yeah <laughs> He's, like, he's in exactly. cheers. He's a big star. You <laughs> doesn't know. He doesn't need to do it. do it. He's not going to do it. He's not going to do it for the sort of money we're offering. Why are you even asking him? It's not yeah. going to, you can't know. can't pay him in mulled wine. It's for Ted Danson. The people in them are like good looking, but not quite film star good looking. <laughs> <laughs> There's always something a little Is bit more. Is <laughs> it that specialises? Specialises, yeah. It makes you realise how good looking proper film stars yeah. are i'm looking for somebody look good on a small screen but not necessarily on yeah. a big one because i know that that fits in our budget They're like a tribute act to yeah. a, a famous actor yeah a lot of the time yeah right okay yeah. so you know and then sorry the, if you've been in out. a lot of christmas films folks, <laughs> <laughs> on channel five sorry if you're feeling bad about you see you shouldn't you know we haven't and you have so fair play are. to but you but anyone who's out there at the moment and you're quarantining and you're on your own yeah and hopefully we can be your company for the next three hours, you, you know, get so? you through there. They might like it, Paul. You well, look, know. how did you? Uh, let's People like the show. I know you're always, you're if, always surprised if, by if, it. If, if, uh, hopefully you're okay and you're not uh, feeling too bad with it, and the symptoms are quite light. If that's the case, and you're able to function, you feel okay. Maybe Charlie, because that was his experience. Maybe Charlie can talk. So, what did you get up to? How did you fill your hours uh, just, uh, apart from Christmas uh, films? A lot of Christmas films because of my uh, my six year old daughter was with us as well. So, oh, so. a lot of drawing, Paul. A lot, a, lot, a lot of drawing. Yeah. A lot of drawing of. She likes pandas. So we drew a lot of pandas, Christmas pandas, wow. pandas in certain costumes, quite a lot of that. But there what is. What kind a, of costumes? Well, there's a thing called um, Art for Kids on, oh, yeah. on YouTube that teaches you a certain way to draw. So has your drawing improved kids? over it the last week? Yeah. Ask me to draw something. A panda. <laughs> Not quite good on the radio. Yes. <laughs> Not quite good. What do you radio? want, Charlie, to draw? Yeah, talksport.com. <laughs> do you know what's in. really
2: difficult to draw?
1: Well, Paul? a cow. Is it? It's the, it's the hardest thing to draw. Really, a cow. You, you draw me. A, I mean, I don't know how good you are at drawing. Well, poor. I haven't watched this show. I'm not very. I'm not very good at drawing at all. Ah, <laughs> really. for kids though, it's ever. So I good, could draw though. something that approximated it. a cow, and you yeah. think that's a cow. You think you'd be able to, and then you get to the shape of the face, and you're like, ah, oh, that doesn't look like. Oh, You want me to do it like straight a, on, like yeah. a football sticker, like panini cow. <laughs> that's different. We we'll will take, you, we'll take your cow footballers. I'll give you an. <laughs> no, we won't. Your cow eleven. No. We'll take your cow eleven. Of course we will. No, Charlie, don't come back in here with your crackpot ideas that no thank one you, wants. Yeah. Mourinho, thank, thank you, Jamie. Jose Mourinho. Thank you very, this very much. As the manager. Not, just don't encourage him. <laughs> he's as bad as you. What we don't need, uh, he's been working with you and Max for too long. The bar is far too low. It's cow so 11. It's going to be a lovely afternoon, Paul, with the Cow 11. So you've come back, haven't you? You've been on your own, and suddenly you want to inflict your terrible <laughs> you Cow Eleven on the nation. But how did you get you? What you read Tuffers book? You said I you read Tuffers it. book, and I tell you what, I pretended I'd read it when he when we had him on the yeah, day before. <laughs> well, at least you're that. honest, eh? Hey? Yeah, and uh, now well, you've I read actually it. probably it's read really it. good. Yeah. It's a really I really highly recommend it yeah. for a gift. How that not person. to be a cricketer? How not to be a cricketer? But he really goes in depth on what it was like to be in the international setup in the, yeah. in the early to late 90s you mm. know and he, he he played a lot of games he was on a lot of tours yeah i've no idea how he's still alive <laughs> <laughs> yeah he's, he's he's like quite the life isn't he yeah. really and that's the stuff he's prepared to admit to yeah Um, there's a lovely bit it's it's just him and Mike Gatting and Mike Gatting goes come on then then you get in the nets for a bat then Phil and he goes come on Mike yeah (laughs) this is utterly pointless (laughs) you know and I know it's not nothing's going to happen you know nothing's going to never going to get any better Oh. So and then Michael Vaughan, right at the end of his career, gives him a brilliant bit of batting advice. He goes, if it, was it was too if late. If it was in your right eye. You don't have to go near it." And he goes, wow. well, "No one's told me that in oh. twenty And 20, think of all that. Think of all the runs Phil Tufnell could have got. Yeah. He could be centuries. He could be on the... Be (laughs) fantastic. Chasing stuff outside his right eye his whole career. So, um... Highly um, recommend uh, it. Advice for getting through it. Read Tuffer's book, Draw Cows. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Don't Steve Ball. Clear off, either. Radamal Falcao. Lovely. (laughs) Phew. Come on, Paul, get on board, it's Christmas. A panda riding a cow, Uh, try and and draw that. It's 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 non-stop now, Paul, it's non-stop It's non-stop, but I I think you'll find I'll be stopping it in the next five minutes. (laughs) Um, Anyway, Mickey Gray's going to join us uh, shortly. Brilliant. Um, We're going to be looking at tonight's game, Arsenal-Sunderland. Old Lee Johnson, the Sunderland managers, wound up the Arsenal fans. Um, Probably not a great move. Um, And we're going to be talking uh, Foden and uh, Greenish. a little bit of trouble with the gaffer, of course. Um, uh, and we'll be uh, Sirloin Les Ferdinand. We don't want them, Don. <laughs> Moo that's rubbish, Mark. Moo we'll take Dembele. Lee Taylor. Moo Salah's good balls. <That's> rubbish, Ian. <laughs> Moo Sir Dembele, you idiots. Um, anyway. Um, Mickey Gray's going to join us to talk about that and I like to it's like, a, it's like a refreshing the timeline yeah. Paul it's nice to yeah. sort of clear after Simon <laughs> Simon and Jim have been on it's like having you people you know? encouraging him it's just not <laughs> fair Alistair and Mark and Kent Frank LeBourth I mean we've got that one that's lovely The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast
3: you have an airbnb your home might be worth more than you think find out how much at airbnb.com slash host
0: a lot can happen in the next three years like a chatbot maybe may be your new best friend but what won't change needing health insurance The Hawksby
1: and Jacob's Daily Podcast. I've been texting gone mad. It's ridiculous. What's the point of coming up with good stuff if that's all you're going to do? This is the most text and tweets I've ever seen in my life, Paul. It's like we're running a competition. Like you know. uh, anyway, uh, Crackers has been in touch. He said, I'm enjoying Charlie's cow-based puns. Dairy milk it any further. Oh, I lovely you stuff. Start. They're not my cow. This is the listeners getting yeah. involved, Paul. This is content. This is what people pay people thousands of pounds to come up with yeah. for their radio stations. Great. We've gone for cow 11. We've got... No, we. We've got, that's we've the royal <laughs> we, mate. We haven't gone for cow 11. We've I think you We've got, you'll find- you know, cat... Cowpat, Pat Van Den Hell. Yeah. you know, people are in Paul. Yeah, okay, fair people enough. People are in. Don't fight it, Paul. From John in Stoke. Yeah, thank you, John, for that. Cheers, mate. Robert yeah. Hoof. I fancy All right. Him. <laughs> um. Anybody from Uddersfield says Alice dear. <laughs> Colin Cowbell says Simon Arnold. Oh, I just like that it winds oh, you up. That, that's that's why I'm bring, taunting it in, getting it in there, Paul. I, Emma I like. says Taurus Andre Flo. <laughs> How long can this go on for? <laughs> Carfu. Carthin, Carthin, yeah. That's
3: nice, Paul, isn't it? Yeah, baby cows allowed. Francis
1: Heffers. That's Ray in Edinburgh. Thank Brandy you, Ray. Francis Heffers. That's Brandy quite Heffers. good, that's quite I like did you see that. You Well done, Ray. I wouldn't say I'm weakening, but... <laughs> anyway, a couple of things to get going on. Just one thing. My own is very much in the news. A little... Um, uh, a very humorable thread yes. has appeared after Michael... Um, <laughs> <laughs> worth finding. ...congratulated Emma Raducanu for winning sports personality with a massive picture of himself <laughs> with a trophy <laughs> and uh, has been roundly ridiculed for it. But he was in the news yesterday because... Uh, The news is, he loves bingo. Loves it. He's become a regular um, at the Mecca in Chester, apparently. Um, He goes there and uh, a source at Mecca in Chester... Oh, yeah. Um, this is an exclusive by uh, <laughs> Michael Hamilton in The Sun. Pulitzer's all round. He says, he loves a flutter, but a mecca bingo hall is not the obvious place for a millionaire footballer. He was happy to have a chat with punters, talk football between games. But I suppose when it's eyes down, listen, you know, don't, just don't if talk If he's to got him. his dabber out, yeah, keep your mouth shut. <laughs> well, that's, that's, uh, <laughs> that's very true. So, um, yes, um, Michael. So I'd say, as, as, as uh, The Sun says, uh, you know, um, it's the last place you probably expect to see. Uh, a millionaire ex footballer so we are looking for the stars in unlikely places lovely the star in the unlikeliest place where you would have seen them. I'm just trying to think of yeah. one. Uh, let's think, let's say, Nicole Kidman, Aldi and Redditch. I don't well, know if there is she one She loves the middle aisle, Paul. I'm sure <laughs> she, she loves mean, She's after a cheap welder's kit. <laughs> I'm sure she is. <laughs> um, so do let us know this afternoon the the big star, any stars in unlikely places. More, well, the Juxtaposition is the word I think I'll we're take looking it. for. Uh, Talksport.com forward slash H&J. Text to 81089. Tweet to TSH&J. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Yeah, Charlie. I look across to you, oh, yeah. and we are indeed, uh, you know, with the protocol here, wearing face masks when we leave. Yes, the microphone, and uh, I've taken mine off, Charlie. You have just dipped yours down, and it looks like you're wearing a cravat. Quite... I think look... I'm working with Nicholas Parsons. It's lovely, it's, isn't it? Uh, yeah, it's yeah. So talking united face masks, do you, marks. Do, you uh, do you own a cravat, Charlie? Uh, do you, I... Is it a look you can carry off? Uh, uh, I've I've never gone for the cravat look, Paul. No. I'm always wary of a cravat being a bit like a wacky tie or a red bow tie, yeah. all those things. I think there's things are classic and smart for a reason Paul oh. and, and the cravat is nice if you've got a certain way about you okay. and I don't feel like I have that way about no, me No I, I, I you haven't got that way about you Charlie you're not a cravat wearer <laughs> no, definitely, yeah, definitely uh, our, so. our our producer who's not with us today uh, oh. John Callaghan John John loves the cravat he does he? when we go to the Cheltenham festival we all sport a cravat over a tie yes. uh, controversially I'd say I wore a cravat on my wedding day with a little pin in it Okay, well, that's different. Uh, Okay. That's different, you know, you get a pass that day. (laughs) Well, look, um, normally around this time of year, we like to chat to our next guest and uh, talk about either the the World Pie Eating Championships that's happened or the one that's about to happen. It always takes uh, place, of course, uh, in the home of Pie Eating in uh, Wigan. And um, bad news, though, it's off Uh, for the second year running the World Pie Eating Championships. Uh, are off. Uh, we head then to Harry's Bar now and speak to the organiser, uh, Tony Callahan. Good afternoon, Tony.
3: Afternoon, gents. Are you both well? Yeah, we good, are. It's a great you, shame
1: this, Tony. Two years in a row, uh, pies will not be eaten competitively.
3: No, it's a disaster isn't it? It's, uh, I mean this Covid has just taken its toll on everything and of course last year we couldn't do it, although I asked Boris for permission and he wouldn't give me permission mm. because it's an elite sport yeah. and this year I had to make a, an awful decision of uh, cancelling the competition uh, because of although there's no Covid rulings within a bar, with it being an elite sport and yeah. i would have classed it in a stadium right. and the amount of competitors i'd have had to have them wearing masks
1: oh no you can't oh, eat a pie in a mask you can you really? it's just it's, well, it's, it's impossible isn't
3: it is it it's an impossibility but what i did was i got my uh technical committee together and we tried purifying pies oh. we tried bendy straws to suck in the pies oh. out and oh, i got oh, them lovely. things that plumbers use uh for putting around the baths and thought we'll squeeze the pies in oh, with yeah. them but it was just a nightmare. It would take yeah. us about 30 minutes to eat a pie. Uh, also, so. have, have, the world, had, have you ordered
1: the... the pies in, Tony? Because I'm, oh, I'm yeah, assuming yeah. you have to have some sort of r- lead-up time for when you get the correct we- amount of stock in.
3: Yeah, luckily one of my other bars makes the pies for uh, us, uh. Uh, so that isn't really too much of a problem. So we didn't order the pies in, but we've had competitors now. They've been in training for two years, yeah. yeah. You know, yeah. with the coaches and everything. So it, it's you know, I feel sorry for them because they they take this really seriously. Yeah. Mm.
1: I mean, it, just to give us an idea of—is it laws or rules? I mean, is it is it quantity of pie or is it size does, of pie? It, what how, does does it, how does it how does it work? What are the it's, laws? In,
3: in old money, it's a pie of about three and a half inches wide, mm-hmm. pie of a half an inch. It's yeah. meat and potato, and it's who can eat the pie as quickly as possible. Right. We can't Oof. put a pile of pies because the binge eating society go mad when I've got them all chucking half a dozen pies because mm. there's some big units enter this competition yeah. and they would devour half a dozen pies in no time at all. What's this, the quickest? What is the man. world
1: record for uh, eating a pie?
3: Twenty-three sec- 23 seconds, <sighs> three seconds
1: wow and was it in so one is it away. in one open your mouth in one you've got to break well, it down haven't you
3: they try and doing it but what what most of the guys do is get the pies break the pies and put them in like a quarter at a time and try and eat it as quickly as possible of course i don't allow any lubricants I don't allow any water right. or cough mixture in the previous years we've had people you know a mouthful of cough mixture they think it lubricates the thoughts? Wow,
1: really. that's not that's not a good combo, is it? Cough mixture and meat and potato
3: pie. Yeah, well, they a, obviously think so. I mean, I yeah. don't, but they think it's a great. You know, it's they think it's a winning formula for yeah. them, but uh, they haven't won. What,
1: what I'm assuming, beef. Um, when you say the meat, meat. not, it, not it's mystery meat. And meat. Potato. Yeah, yeah it, it, I mean, it's, it, it's an unconfirmed it. meat. I take it is it, is it, is it, is it, is it lamb? Is it beef?
3: I mean, no, no, it's beef. It's beef, it's it's not beef. lamb. You oh, not okay. have lamb in a pie. Like. No Wait, way. Well, I don't know. It's not, a what what piece of beef we have. Oh, okay. I can't believe you said that. Yeah.
1: Not, I'm, I'm, can I apologise <laughs> to you, Tony? Lamb, yeah, actually, you should apologise
3: everybody. A, lamb pie. I'll,
1: I'll pre-record something we can play out a bit later <laughs> with my apology uh, on it. And how, far, how far do they travel normally to take part? And you have them coming from abroad? We've had...
3: We, yeah, we've had a family who entered the competition mm. from the USA, yeah. and we had, we've had a number of people um, entering it from uh, Australia.
1: Well, couldn't you have gone virtual on that? Did you consider going mm. virtual?
3: We, we've done it virtual over the years. Yeah. We, we did uh, pay to click a few years ago, uh-huh. and the amount of Chinese who actually paid to watch the competition yeah. online... And that we've talked, talked about it, but the problem is the bar we've got there, a lot of these lads, if they all brought the computers, I've not got enough points for them all to plug in and yeah, have right, the computers yeah. work and stuff, It would have been a disaster. Yeah. I even thought of doing it on the street. But well, again, it's, you know, we, we've probably got 30 contestants. Well, they've got the coaches. So we've got about 60 people outside. Coach.
1: Sort of street party vibe you could imagine. Well, oh, like, can um, you imagine
3: it? You know, have been lovely, weather, wouldn't it a big long
1: trestle table down the middle of a of a cobbled street. Wow. Wow. It Absolutely
3: fantastic, yeah. but it's trying to keep them socially distanced, you know, a metre and yeah. a half apart. And I couldn't keep my eye on everybody. If I've got thirty lads, I won't be able to see the end of the bloody room. Yeah. <laughs> see where they all were. So I'd have just had no chance of controlling it. No, so now, all control. being well,
1: uh, you'll, you'll be back. You'll be back next year, and uh, because it does raise a, a few quid, doesn't it? Uh, the competition—that's yeah. what it's there for, sure. really.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. We do well at the competition. We love the competition. And of course, the person who gets the title of the the champion goes on to big things, you know, that... They come celebrities, believe it or not, um, all over the place. Um, So it's a really, you know, they win the Bradley Piggins Trophy. So (laughs) it's great for them; they love it.
1: Well, look, we're sorry Um, it's off again. I think Um, you should, you should, if it's on next year, Paul, you and Andy should go up there and do a show from there. I think that would be lovely. That's a nice idea. We've always talked about it, though. I wasn't. You keep talking
3: about it. we must get you on next year. We've definitely got to be fantastic. Definitely, you need to get in training.
1: I've got. We've got to seize the day because you take these things for granted. It's only when they're off you realize how important. Well, you're are. missing, exactly. Yeah. Well, yeah, Tony, uh, have a good Christmas, Tony. We'll, we'll catch you up with you next best, year. Lads. Take Cheers. care. talk boss. Cheers. we are. Tony so it's Gunner just one pie, the... Paul. Just one small pie. Um, they have to eat it quickly. One pie at speed. I think it's kind of better that than somebody sitting eating 30, 40 pies. That could make you ill, couldn't it, really? Well, sure Sorry it about lamb. It. I do apologise if... Uh, I would have thought a lamb pie, Paul. No, you can have a lamb can, in a pie. You can, can that you? Is will make it shepherd's pie. Is that lamb's no, in shepherd's pie, In it? Yeah. But it's the potato that would do you in. So you'd think, oh, I've got quite, I've quite got through packed. the carbs. Well, you've got the I've potato, and you've got the pastry. Crust. Exactly. Yeah, you've got the, the double the carbs. Pastry, double really carbs. Yeah, yeah. There we are. <sighs> yes. Um, now we did ask you earlier on. We did ask you earlier on, Charlie. <laughs> just uh, just questions of life choices. You know, no, not really. It's just, uh, don't uh, don't take it personally, no, Charlie. Okay, good. No, we we, we were um, we mentioned earlier on. Michael Owen loves the bingo. Oh, he loves And them we thought. Down uh, Mecca, Rowan, uh, Mecca Rowan. Mecca, Rowan. Mecca <laughs> That's what he's known as these days, Mecca in uh, Chester for Michael Owen would be an unusual spot. Um, so we're looking for um, the stars in unlikely places. Sully in Manchester. Uh, South African cricket at Hashim Amla in the Haunted House at Alton Towers. Oh, lovely. Uh, Rod Stewart and his missus in Sainsbury's Frozen Isle in Debden. I said hello. Uh, thank you very much, uh, stars in unlikely places. I if um, Rod, when he goes down Sainsbury's, if he goes down in the, like, full leopard skin and...
3: and I if no, he I goes down as Rod he was Stewart. In,
1: he was in this studio a couple yeah. of weeks. You, was you in that I wasn't I in know. that day, was He was, Paul, he was on in. good form. He was in with Jim. He's very well turned out, very smart yeah. man. He, but he wasn't wearing leopard skin. No, he's, no. no, that was for a video about 25 years ago, I think. He had it on the so Royal on. Variety Performance Pool. He had a leopard yeah. skin jacket is he on? on. But he's on. He's not always on, is he? Well, I, mean, I don't know. You don't know. It could be the look he goes <laughs> for. Um, Legoland Trafford Centre uh, on the photo store who pops onto my screen for the laser shooting game but Carlos Tevez lovely I but you can see how some of those happen so because yeah. he was playing in Manchester we of played course. Manchester twice so um, you'd expect him to be there Paul David Inesha says and this is more like it the legendary Leeds goalkeeper of the 70s David Harvey at a rabbit show Lovely th- showing he, or buying. Did, well, I think he went, in, he went into farming, didn't he? I think David I Harvey, know. I think, in a, an old Where Are They Now? He, he went into farming. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Now, if you listen to the Quickly Kevin podcast, you'll be aware that our next guest is quite a fan of football in the 90s. Yeah, he loves it. Quite, quite it. quite so a special. fan, yes, but quite yes. a fan. <laughs> He is now co-written uh, with Sid Lambert. Uh, can we not knock it? Uh, a celebration of nineties football it is, of course, uh, Chris. Scarl. Good afternoon, Chris.
2: Good afternoon, lads. How are we doing? Yeah, not good. Too thanks, bad. Chris. Thank you,
1: Chris. what is it about the nineties then? What is it that that you love you love the most?
2: Well, look, Hawksby, you've got a better soundtrack. Think about the weather; the sun was always shining. Picture Euro '96 in your mind. Think yeah. about that sunshine. Football magazines were better. They were. I'll, I'll back
1: you up on that one. Certainly.
2: And certainly football magazine <laughs> editors were better as well. <laughs> well but like, but the, the money flooding into the game, everyone's just making it up as, as they went along. Graham Taylor in the England job, you know, do I not like that? It's just carnage. And you've got on the pitch completely normal blokes. It's like 80s attitudes meeting 90s money. These, uh, these random, random blokes that blokes projected into superstardom and made millionaires. They're going there. There are idols on Saturday 3pm and by 8pm they're down the pub. It was simply a better time.
1: I love some of the ads you've got ads scattered around oh, the block Chris yeah, the ad yeah. nauseam section and we've often said this on the show uh, back in the day you could get footballers to dress up in the daftest of ways <laughs> to promote whether they were getting paid for it or not some of them would actually just do it just to promote a game I remember the, the FA Cup final in 91 uh, they even got Roy Keane before the Forest Spurs game Roy Keane like in a Robin Hood outfit I mean imagine asking yeah. him to do that now <laughs> but players were they were a bit more sort of you know they they were a bit less image conscious I believe.
2: Yeah, that bang on. I mean, think about. I was thinking this morning about Jimmy Five Bellies. Like, like just they're so normal. Like the like a, a big footballer's mate is equally as famous. Like nationally known Jimmy mm. Five Bellies, who's famous just because. He's the mate of Paul Gascoigne. Yeah. They were just, they're so much more relatable, even in their friendships. Like, like I think footballers now, they're into academies at really young ages, and they're just surrounded by, like they're growing up with kind of superstardom. And, uh, but in the 90s, it was just like, you could be in the factory on a Friday, you could be signed at 5 pm, and then you're playing on the pitch. It happens that fast. And you also get like, just completely random. this. It was such, so it, it seemed really easy to get a game in the Premier League. If you think about like Ali Dyer, yeah. just making a phone call to Graham Sooners, like complete <laughs> fraud. And then 24 hours later, he's playing at the Dell. It was that easy. <laughs> Any of us three could have got a game in the 90s. Yeah. It, was just, it was that good.
1: I have, I've done your across a couple of times, and it's always a joy. And um, the thing I like about it most is. That, that, that no detail is is too niche. Like I think once <laughs> I said um, Gareth Howells, I wanted to talk about Gareth Howells, who was yeah. David Howells' brother, yeah. um, who played yeah. for Torquay United, mm. and I thought, oh, that, I said to you, that might be a bit niche. I don't know if that's a bit too much 90s. Di- and you went, no, that's exactly what we want. <laughs> <laughs> as, as as minute detail as you've possibly yeah. got. I was at the playoff final against Blackpool when he well, was he in goal for Torquay, yeah. and, and, and you won it. He's called the, Bamber's he Bamber's He scored the winner. Yeah.
2: Thought, well, oh, I mean, we get so niche. We even talk about Torquay. That's know, exa- how niche imagine that. we've got. <laughs> <laughs> a- they're my favourite episodes. It's like, when else are you going to get the opportunity to hear about a, a, like a smaller club in the nineties? Like just hearing what happened to Torquay in that ten-year period, or like learning about Cheltenham. It's just that those the, there's so many stories there of things that happened in the nineties. It's just fantastic yeah. to drill into them.
1: I'd love to see the faces of the current players. They're all like, as you say, super fit, thoroughbred racehorse athletes. And, and the shirts they used to wear, which yeah. were a bit more forgiving because not everybody was quite as cut in those days. And <laughs> I, to, 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 I wonder what the players now, if you think about those shirts, they, they were a very baggy fit, a lot of them, weren't they, Chris?
2: Yeah, we actually write about that in the book. Um, and there's some pictures of it as well. It's ludicrous around the mid-90s. And this is why you can't really... Go for a retro kit for that mid nineties. I'm a West Ham fan, so we had pony. But if you have a look at through the book, like the shirts were just massive. Mm. It's like kit manufacturers totally forgot how to design, like what humans looked like. Like the <laughs> the el- like they shot the top of the shoulders down by the elbow. But the other thing as well is in the nineties, you had players of all shapes and sizes you don't get that anymore mm. Like i don't uh, alan wright i don't know how tall little everyone called him little alan wright yeah. but he must have been like fight knocking five foot but not only just kind of vertically challenged horizontally challenged too You know, like the likes <laughs> of neil ruddock thomas Proline. i mean when, when do you get a portly player now it yeah. doesn't happen neville Southall was the best goalkeeper in the premier league for a long time mm. and you just you just wouldn't see anyone like him in today's game
1: Club yeah. Call is always a good one, Paul, isn't it? Oh, Club, club Call, Chris. Club you know, Call. Before, yeah. that's, it's pre-internet, really, isn't it? So got, you're still in CFAX and Club Call, isn't it, yeah. Oh, yeah. Club Call oh. was fantastic. We used to compare, be honest, and sometimes last knock-ins of 90 minutes where we needed a couple of news stories. We'd sometimes <laughs> get onto a Club Call. And I remember once, i can come in with it, they'd given up, it was probably at the tail end of Club Call. And it was something like Reading Club Call. Yeah. And it uh, said, hello, welcome to Reading Club Call. And then it was promising you a chat with the assistant Manager oh, of the right. youth team Lovely, yeah. for and for a thirty eight p a minute whatever it was, and then a cow started mooing, and it was twenty minutes of a sound effect of a cow mooing. Wow. That's what it was like. performance get, getting art. their money, they would just given up. What happens if you ring them now? The club call. Well, the club call. You're still getting like a nineteen ninety eighteen news. If there's still some bloke sitting on the end of a phone with a long white beard, yeah. I'm going to ring it. So, now, yeah. Right? Charlie, yeah, Charlie's going to call club call now, live on air. We've got a, a live a live event going on, but uh, no, it. it, it the book did make me very nostalgic i've got i've got to be honest it uh there is just uh, so many great uh, memories there's an awful lot of stuff that you just completely forgot
2: about ever happening i know jack charlton falling asleep in front of the pope like just imagine that <laughs> happening yeah. jack charlton falling asleep and then also there's a chapter in there about like uh just like managers wearing flat caps like that, yeah. It feels like that was a hundred years ago. Yeah. used to yeah. get the likes of Alan Ball, Jack, Jack Charlton, like getting Ireland into a World Cup through the qualifiers with a flat cap on in the dugout.
1: Yeah. I mean, the isn't closest it... we've got now is a sort of Paul Tisdale, sort of Ted uh, Baker, yeah. Peaky Blinders style cap. But it's it's right.
2: ironic, isn't it? It's ironic. Frank they're, Burrows. They're, they're...
1: Frank Burrows wore a flat oh, cap with style. Frank, yeah, and
2: yeah, and he cu- coupled it with a moustache as yeah, well. Yeah, oh, that, that was a it's fantastic a non, look. Non-ironically. Yeah, not just for November well you didn't have to it was around.
1: the 90s I mean all bets were off you know you didn't you didn't really have to did you um, yeah and uh, you've got some of the uh, uh, it's lovely to look at some of my old 90 minutes covers that you've you've scattered oh, through yeah, the book well, as well through the ages
2: well didn't you help us out with a couple as well Horsley? because we were trying to we, oh, there was yes, a couple you, we yeah, couldn't get yeah, hold of yeah absolutely... you actually helped us out Darny do you remember Darny he used to play for oh yeah.
1: yeah that's right Portuguese the, man the, of war wasn't it the, oh, uh, the, the poor, best yeah.
2: looking man ever to play football yeah <laughs> Actually, he went on like I, I was looking at what happened to Darnie in the years since. He now hosts the Portuguese Strictly Come Dancing. Oh, right. lovely! <laughs> so <laughs> he's got he's got on. You'd think like them playing up front of Ian Downey would be the pinnacle of your career, and yeah. then to go on and do Strictly.
1: Yeah, yeah, I remember. There's one here of Peter Beardsley as well. The grown pains of Peter Beardsley aged 33 and three quarters I think was the cover. <laughs> and Peter was very upfront. He often thought his lack of teeth. I remember him saying in this piece his lack of teeth that it was always something to do with the fact that he'd, like, he'd got kicked in a match or something. Oh, right. But I think he admitted that when he was a young apprentice his mum used to send him lots of sweets so and of course good. he ate yeah. them and... and yeah that's what happened I mean, <laughs> so there, there we are breaking news <laughs> here's, here's your front page <laughs> like the, the, the King and I Paul what was that do you think did, you, did you, what happened when you them? rang Club Call did you ring oh, Club no, yeah he just said this number is not recognised a bit oh, of a shame a great I wanted, shame there's nobody still telling us what's going on Jim Stuart, Beglin was going to play Ripley going to play tomorrow night? <laughs> Lenny Lawrence is he still in charge <laughs> just giving you old news it, 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 it sounds like some sort of time lapse thing doesn't it <laughs> yeah lovely isn't it yeah you go so, back to the 90s when if you've forgotten to put the phone down on a Club Call number from 1998
2: the bill comes <laughs> through. Yeah. It's, do you know one thing we did once on the podcast was that someone gave us a, a World Cup Italia 90 guide. It was like a big printout thing. Hmm. And, and, and it had, for every team, it had the, the football association for that particular country, their telephone number. And so the ca- Cameroons was in there. We, we rang it. But the line went dead. Oh. I was really hoping. I was only really hoping Roger Miller would be on the other end. Yeah. Again, just sat in a dusty old office. These people are the still there, for
1: waiting for us, a- waiting to be rediscovered. <laughs> it's a lovely idea. Well, it's a it's a beautiful stocking filler, Chris. I think that was obviously that is Thank the that is that is very much the idea. So, a uh, celebration of '90s football. Can we not knock it? Still time to. Pick one up. I think they're still delivering, aren't they? Amazon. If you want to do an overnight or from all good bookshops.
2: Yeah, and, if you go uh, to the Concreditions website, they'll get. They'll make sure you get it before Christmas. Oh, good. Perfect okay,
1: stuff. so a perfect one for for your dad, kids. Certainly. Um, good to talk to you, Chris. Keep up the fine good work. To chat. Thanks for cheers, joining cheers, us. Cheers,
2: lads. Cheers. Big Right.
1: Chris Skull there from uh, Quickly Kevin. Uh, him and Sid Lambert put the book together. So uh, a lot of fun. The Hawksby and Jacobs
0: Daily Podcast.
1: Now, Charlie, I I, I wasn't aware. And, and We had a chat with Mike Pierry yeah. uh, just now, Greek football expert, about the way VAR works there. And they, the, the audio from all the big decisions is played out. And Mark explains why decisions were made. And it's gone down very well, especially with the big clubs. But, Charlie, you were telling me you had a bit of a liking for Olympiakos. <laughs> Why for the, is this, Charlie? For, for zero reason, Paul. It was the first ever football kit I ever had was not a Talkie United kit, Paul. It was we were on holiday when I was, about eight in oh, Greece. Yeah. And Dad came out of a shop, and uh, this is an unlike my dad thing to do as right. well, came out of some sort of shop, a, you know, sort of touristy shop, mm. and he had a green and white kit, yeah, and an Olympiakos kit, red and white stripes for me and my older brother. We both had these football kits and then the the photo I've sent you is when I had just... Sort of thrashed everyone in Newton Abbot Fun Run. You did a fun I run. Fun is run. this is run. your brother? That your no, brother? No, that's my mate okay. Andrew Pidwell, who's a year older than me, but was a year about, year, about six you. foot when he <laughs> yeah. was about ten. I thought this was um, my. I thought this was a brother about no, three no, years no. older. <laughs> no, that's Andrew Pidwell. You and I, it, you're, the hair, Charlie, is yeah. kind of what bright orange in this. Well, picture. we decided to run as punks as well as the thing. And so, picture. did you dye your hair?
3: Or was it's that the egg white
1: Paul. It's, ah. egg, it's not even gel because my, cause my wow. mum my mum was a hairdresser when we were growing up and i said how do we get uh, punk hair without because wow. we didn't have any gel or anything and i mean, I mean it sounds like i'm talking about 1948 <laughs> <laughs> that's <laughs> right you haven't seen a banana for three years yeah <laughs> what was it like in the blitz um, but um the we just see, bought some nylons wolverine. off an american <laughs> it's quite wolverine the look yeah, you've got we, going egg, on there egg white John. we used paul yeah. egg white to spike it up and I wore my old Olympiacos kit. I tell you what, Charlie, in the nicest part, you look like a right piece of work. <laughs> <laughs> I bet you, you look like trouble. <laughs> I was never trouble. You've troubled, come to Paul. the right place. You just cheeky. Got that, you got, yeah, cheeky. you got that sort of cheeky, oh, he got away with it. You know? But people always, whenever They're they, they see that, if anyone ever stuff. sees that picture, if ever I put it on anywhere, oh, extra city kit, is it? Oh, like, extra city. Uh, absolutely you not. want to nail that I'm one. just saying now can we share is, this with the audience you um, think, or not? And, you... I, I don't know where Andrew Pidwell is but um, he's the only other person in but, um, you, you're welcome Andrew won't mind I don't think Andrew won't sue. mind you absolutely we gave him a name too. check you said he was a nice lad he's I wonder nice if, he g- if he's as, still as tall as that now that, well he was a great goalkeeper He was a really good goalkeeper. he was only about seven and he was six foot three, (laughs) he would have been a good goalkeeper. How old were you in this picture? I think I must be about eight. Okay, we'll share it with the class at TSHNJ. We'll make sure we'll we'll put it out there. And uh, if Andrew's out there, let's see if we can reunite them. I'm sure he is. He was a lovely, lovely man. Based on this, you'll be about nine foot three. You'd be playing. We spent playing okay. playing football together. It's for me goal, state. <laughs> well, i can't imagine now. how so you've lost contact. <laughs> there we are. Uh, anyway, hey, Paul. I was watching the uh, when you watch the BT sport coverage. Yeah, of, of what of the um, of the football. Oh yeah. Um, I don't know if you've, I don't know if this is a new thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you notice when it goes into extra time. Yeah. What, what colour the numbers go? No, oh, they go brown, Paul. <laughs> no, I <I've not laughs> the brown numbers when it go, when it gets into to extra time. Yeah, the, the, it's, I don't know why they've chosen brown for the. For the for the colour that the numbers go. Okay, I, I've I've I don't. Know, it's because it's no. There's no team other than obviously Sutton United oh, in yeah. the league who, who play That feels like in years to come there'll be a game settled on BT. Yeah. In extra time and the book will be called the Brown, the numbers, brown numbers. The night lovely, we yeah. beat X on. You know, yeah, going into One the, the Brown talking beat yeah. Manchester City uh, on BT Sport. That's all I've got for you. <laughs> okay, well thank you very much. I'll certainly. Well, I'll look out for it next yeah. time. Yeah, thank you. I don't know if it's a new thing. That's all I'm saying. OK, well, no, I'm, 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 let us know, talk sport listeners. Uh, the Stars in Unlikely Places. Um, George Graham uh, in a golden egg restaurant near Stamford Hill in North London, <laughs> well, says nice. Tim from Maidenhead. 1974, though, oh. of course, when he was playing yeah. for Arsenal. Uh, Branislav Ivanovic at Pepper Pig World, which obviously got a fair bit of infamy uh, a while back, um, says Banjo the Gooner. Um, thank you very much for all of those. Keep coming. The Stars in Unlikely Places. Kicked off by Michael Owen's love of yeah. Mecca Bingo in Chester, where he goes down and that's a game now. Ken Ken Calks, Cox in low fell. Uh, my wife was taking the kids to Discovery Museum in yeah. Newcastle, distracted as usual, pushed the open car door, pushed open the car door yeah. and hit a man walking on the pavement and knocked him on his backside, apologised profusely then <laughs> slowly realised who he was. Aren't you Steve Cram? <laughs> yes, she said. Yeah. Good job you've retired, she says. <laughs> that's nice. That's um, nice yeah. He was absolutely OK about it that's where the story ends Paul but uh, how, what other sports stars you've knocked over not in your car not in your car <laughs> <laughs> that'd be yeah. a shame wouldn't it TalkSport.com text eight ten eighty nine, tweets TSH and J The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast <laughs> Good afternoon, it's Paul Hawksby and Charlie Baker uh, here on TalkSport. We're in the final hour of the show. We've been struggling to get through to our African football correspondent. We'll keep trying because yeah. it could have a knock-on effect for many clubs in the Premier League and beyond. There's some talk that the tournament could be in doubt. We don't know. We want to find out whether there's anything in that uh, at all. And While they're so keen on the idea of the biannual World Cup, it seems they are, they are... Quite keen on when that happened. That's mm. what uh, the word has been. Of I course, I thought I'd gone away, Paul. No, no, no. It's very uh, much back on the that? agenda. Have you not uh, heard? Um, Arsene Wenger was talking about it yesterday. Uh, Gianni Infantino, the FIFA president, was talking about it, saying that's what the kids want. He's basically saying the young people want it. Who have they asked? How have they asked them? How many kids have they asked? Oh, it he basically was that our oh, kids have got no attention span. They can't wait four years. They can't wait four minutes. It was like two old boys at a bus stop. <laughs> They can't wait <laughs> four years. I don't want four. I mean, the point he was making said, great players, you don't see him playing. That's always been the case. George Best never played in a World Cup. It was a great shame. You know, Northern Ireland never got there. Yeah. But that, that can happen sometimes. You know, yeah. you can't gerrymander it. If, if it was every two years, you might not have seen him play in a World Cup. But it, a month ago or something, it was like that's it, that's gone. They've decided against that. That's definitely not happening. And now someone's brought it back up again. There's obviously some money somewhere being <laughs> pushed. Lot, I mean, pushed towards the it amount pulled. of money FIFA would make. The, the pushback, of course, is the fact that the other. Um uh, the UEFA would lose a fortune, for example, which is why they're not particularly <laughs> no, yeah, sure. keen. Um, and even the African Cup of Nations would have to be rescheduled and stuff, which is not always easy. Anyway, we were saying earlier on, say one of the messages we bring you at the moment uh, has got a kind of pastiche of uh, uh, Eve, who's one of the, uh, the infamous voices from the Headspace. Yes, lovely, You yes. know, the kind of meditation, relaxation. Yeah, they app, do work those out. Incredibly popular. Very, I mean, it's a huge deal, of course. And I've sort of dipped into it now. And again, if interest people start talking about something, you think, OK, that's fine. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, Rain Sterling is involved with them, isn't he? He's involved in a kind of med- meditation has been good for him, he said, oh, as a footballer and the, a man. Yep. He's, he I think that, he's been yeah. doing some stuff for them, yeah. OK. Um, but Eve has got a very distinctive voice, yeah. and uh, we'll just play you a little bit of Eve's voice. Okay. Okay. Oh,
3: yeah. Hi, everyone. I'm Eve. I'm the director of meditation here at Headspace... If you use the Headspace app, you might recognize my voice. Breathing in through the nose. In case you are wondering about the accent, I was born in England, Grew up in Scotland, yeah. but I now live in Los Angeles with my husband JP. Oh. And it's all there, so
1: The thing is, it's we- the bit the in through, those after that was the kind of that's what you normally get, the relaxation stuff. Yeah, and I was sure. nodding off. Just, I mean, br- <laughs> my breathing on. got deeper the minute I heard her voice. <laughs> but the r- reason we play that is that we were wondering earlier on whether um we we could have some of the great managerial rants in Lovely. that so if she went into football management oh. with that voice she, she'd I mean, be, good what would, it be like? would i mean would you know, would the players listen? I mean, if you at half-time, you're 3-0 down. I mean, but you'd be so calm second half. You'd have such belief, wouldn't you, I would imagine, if you went out. But we was saying in the bring your mates and bring your dinner, you two can pair <laughs> up if you like, if she was doing some of that. Um, you've, had, you've had someone asking... Uh, Casto for, from Birmingham yeah. said, uh, what about Neil Warnock's half-time rant uh, with Eve? Lescott, you could not get from there to there before him. My missus could have cleared that, <laughs> so it would, it would be. It wouldn't have the same effect if Julian's sitting there and like he's getting the full gun from uh, from Neil. Yeah. and it's in that style. It wouldn't be the same if Eve was in the dressing room. She may approach it in a different way. You often get said these days, that, you know, the under-23s, they've never played they've never played with men, they've never played for points, you know. Yeah. I don't think this style of management is going to help them, Paul. Oh. If they feel like they're being just, you know, relaxed at half-time. Relax, lads, relax. I think so, yeah. You deep know, breaths. And deep breaths. Yeah. <laughs> and out through the mouth. <sighs> they're all sitting there, four-nil down. okay. can't <laughs> see... Barry Fry doing that 4-0 oh down mate. away at Rotherham you can't 4-0 yeah. <laughs> down in away February. at Rotherham uh, in February uh, in, in the bottom three by uh, <laughs> yeah and it's uh, February you've got no chance of turning and it now around we'll, or maybe it's the, the manager right I've run out of things to say to you I'm sick of you I'm absolutely sick of the lot of you right Eve you take over yeah. you say <laughs> a few words Eve I've, I've got nothing left to say to him Eve Take it away. Um, by the way, Charlie, you, oh, yeah. you're an all-round entertainer, Oh, aren't yeah, you? Paul. Is there anything I can do? Quite an interesting piece in the recent Christmas Private Eye um, about buskers. Oh. A, a survey looked into... Have you ever busked... <laughs> Uh, no. You have not I, done I'd, like, I'd like to say yeah, a charity charity sort of concerts in the street. Yeah. <laughs> but never uh, never through absolute utter necessity had okay. to go out. Some buskers are absolutely yeah. brilliant Paul. Yeah. A Dutch university uh, uh, team have looked into getting the maximum returns from different sorts of music. Um do you know what's the most lucrative sort of music to play? Mm. Uh, as a busker. Sixties, I'm going to say. No, no, no. no. You've gone for an era. Oh, right, okay. Um, It's classical music. Is it? Because I suppose there is that feeling... People think it's hard. Yeah. But is there also that market... If you're standing there with a a violin and you're in the street playing and there's somebody with a cello, are you also thinking... You've got about three or four grand's worth of instruments there. <laughs> they don't need my money. Somebody's got a yeah. beaten up old guitar. It might be. But yeah, classical music, apparently. You earn more than you do if you play jazz, rock, or pop. On really? average, £27 per hour against 23. So we're not talking a lot. I tell you what, it's not bad money though, Paul, is it? It says That's if you involve children, you hit the jackpot. 45, uh, 45 euros an hour, that well, can go hey. up too. I mean, you walk through the streets of Liverpool or somewhere and there's some really, really good buskers and then you see the old old bloke with a, you know, traffic cone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. playing, in you know, a my way or something through a traffic cone. Yeah. It's not, qu- not quite the same ambiance. Do you want the most... If there's any buskers listening, this is all good research yeah. for you. You can have it for nothing. Um, £45 pound an hour? 45 euros an yeah. hour, okay. because it all was right. Dutch. Yeah, it was my fault. The most uh, economically productive time to busk is what day... <laughs> do you know? What day? Yeah. Friday, Friday lunchtime. You think people are a bit flush. You are feel, they? They feel a bit flush. They've just been paid. Out, they may have well, been it's out for lunch lunchtime. They've <laughs> just pie. got their pay packet. Yeah. Um, Sunday in oh. cold weather. Is it? Sunday in cold weather involve kids, not in a, in a positive way, of course, if they, they they can stand, if they're playing along. People always give money to yeah. the kids. Don't exploit them. The ones but... I like, Paula, the, the ones they're not playing music, they're, they're those ones that look like they're hovering. Oh, yeah, you've yeah, seen yeah. those? Like they're. They're like Yoda or something, or but not not just the statues. You not worked it out yet? The, 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 I? I don't know how they do it, Paul. Yes. I've, uh, do you know what? Do you want I've, to know? I've googled how they do it. It's magic, <laughs> is it? Is that what it is? Yeah. I knew there was they're something. Actually hovering. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I've I've looked at it and I thought I cannot. Even when I've seen how they do it, I can't work it out, Paul. Very I if I was that, I'd be a be a good, good one for that. I'd be a good goalkeeper, just half mid save, <laughs> mid <laughs> save, right. wouldn't it? Like that tipping it over the bar. It's a lovely thought. Okay, well, if there's anything else you'd like uh, in the style of Eve, we can approximate. I think I think it would make (laughs) it would be a bold appointment. Put it that way, be a bold appointment uh, to in in the firing Uh, line in in his assistant. But you know, if 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 results started to go up, Paul. Yeah, and Eve might get the number one job. It'd be the England manager you know, through exactly. the nose and out through the mouth. It'd <laughs> be fantastic, wouldn't it? We mightn't have missed those penalties. man. No, it could have been different. It might be a way to take penalties. Yeah, that's it. We get no. Eve in. Work with the boys. Jack Charlton in a lazy river in Spain. Just some of the uh, unlikely sightings of the stars in unlikely places, as Michael Owen goes uh, quite often to the Mecca in uh, Chester to play bingo. So, um, the last, maybe you did a James Finlayson from the Lauren Hardy film Double Take Uh. when you saw somebody (laughs) famous in a really, really unlikely place. Uh, taught, a lot of people sending us who they've had a wee next to, Paul, which, no, which fl- is another one altogether. That's flanked at the latrine. Exactly, you've done not, that. We're not going down that route uh, today. Jeff Hurst in the swimming baths. Uh, oh, very he nice. He was watching, I guess, his granddaughter swimming in an event, and I was watching. My daughter, says uh, Joe, um, shook his hand. He was also in swimming attire. Well, that, was mm. that that's... Speedos. i mean you don't watch you don't need to watch <laughs> swimming come, in that come kit. in the full kit <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Jeff has to come to the swimming to watch in full kit the Hawksby and jacobs daily podcast there we are um andy's back with me tomorrow charlie you're back on See thursday. thursday paul yeah slightly different flavour bit of a friday feel to thursday because on friday we have got the old um, christmas eve uh, traditional show with the clips of uh, the uh, greatest classic clips. Charlie you are popping up though on Friday aren't you? I'm going to come on and join you on Friday Paul. I've for got to think of something to do. For the for the birthday spread. Uh, a T20 birthday spread Max for the first time ever. Me versus Max versus Charlie. Yeah, Three I about, way. I think it's about half past two in the morning where he is. Yeah he's, he's, he's desperate. He's desperate <laughs> to win. He'll do anything. He'll do it at any time at any point on any day. Anyway uh, Charlie's back on Thursday. Andy's here tomorrow if you can listen from One Great if not podcast available and around four thanks for listening you've been listening to the hawksby and jacobs daily podcast hear the
0: guys every weekday between 1 and 4 p.m on talk sport a lot can happen in three years like a chat bot may be your new best friend but what won't change needing health insurance united healthcare tri-term medical plans underwritten by golden rule insurance company offer flexible budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states learn more at uh1.com